Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And we're going to go through the entire chapter tonight. Some studies are verse by verse in every word. Um, that's, and sometimes we have a hard time putting it all together that way in, in our minds uh, on a message. But when we can look through a whole chapter and point out what's being said, it, it helps us to give a great understanding of that chapter. You know, when I read a book of the Bible, I read it real, real fast one time. I'll read it real slow another time. I'll, I'll read it again and I'll stop and look up words while I read it. And there, so there's, there's different ways to have studies of different books. And so we're going to point out about six things in this chapter to give us an understanding of what Solomon is saying. We've had a lot of messages, Christmas messages, if you will, the birth of Christ and things of that nature on Sunday mornings and on Sunday nights. And we're just continuing in our study where we're, we're picking up where we left off in chapter 11. But I will say this, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. Not that there's any more power in January 1 than any of the other days of the year, but it's a, a time you can mark your calendar and remember when you started this or that. And There's just some things in this message that just make me think about a, a fresh season for us maybe, a, a fresh start. And, and so anyway, as we look at what Solomon's saying here tonight, let me say this, the longer we live, we have the opportunity to experience more and more blessings from the Lord. The more we serve Him, the more experience He gives us, the, the more we're able to, to venture into in Him and deeper in a relationship. But as there may be more and more blessings there could also be more and more burdens come about. Things that try to hold us back and hinder us. More responsibilities in life seem to be collected as we go. Sometimes health problems, among many other things, try to slow us down. And, and health problems are going to slow us down in some ways. But that doesn't mean they have to slow us down in every way. This evening we're encouraged to keep on keeping on. I sat there through the song service and thought about the songs we were singing and thought about ministry leaders in the sanctuary tonight and those throughout the church who are faithful continually and we always want to see more fruit than we see. God has blessed us with, with showing us the, the fruits of labor in so many ways. And, and we would like to see more. And there's a temptation to get impatient or a little discouraged. And we need to keep on keeping on. We all 
We all can. Every single one of us can keep on keeping on no matter what we face. We should. It's our duty to do so. So I could easily say we must keep on keeping on. And as we do, it always counts for something good from God. It's great to give of our lives to others. Whether it be in our everyday life, whether it be in ministry with children, whether it be in ministry to adults, ministering to one another. It always does does something great for us to give. We should never look at life as what can we get out of this rather than what can we give. So in verse 1, we see that we're encouraged to be active. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Next month is Stewardship Month, and we're going to talk about our time, our talents, and our treasures, and, and, and the giving, and... All of that, and we see a good verse here to consider in that thought. We're to toil for the benefits that it gives to others. We're, when we are serving, when we are doing with our lives what we should for the Lord, it is blessing someone else, no matter whether we realize it or not. No matter if there's one who seems like they don't appreciate it, don't focus on that. Trust God's Word that when we allow ourselves to be used by Him, He's going to be producing something good. He's going to be blessing someone else. So so cast yourself upon the waters. Cast it upon the waters. Cast the good works of God that He has before ordained that we would walk in Cast it upon the waters and let Him do good with it. You might think about the the harvest of the grain that the merchant shipped out upon the waters, going somewhere else to someone in need. We're not to give of ourselves and our substance for the reason of receiving something in return. I don't see that as a Holy Spirit-given motive. That, that we do something to get. At the same time, we cannot deny God's law of sowing and reaping. It is a fact that good is going to return from the good that God uses us to put forth. Now, Now, that doesn't mean He's going to fill our list and and give the specific good back to us, some kind of blessings back to us that we ask for. I'm not saying He won't do it, but a lot of times He will bless us in ways that that we will not connect with, with the work that we did. But He's still going to do it. it. We may not see anything in this life from some of the labor that we put forth in the Lord, but there's going to be reward in heaven for it one day. It's good enough if we get it there. But don't you know that He gives blessings to us 
here while we are upon this earth. We don't know how or when a return will come from the Lord, but we trust the Lord that, that it's our duty, that He is going to give some kind of return. So we cast our works upon the waters. We're called to a life of giving. We're called to a life of generosity all the way to the end. Bursting the tape at the finish line. You know, when runners cross the finish line, when it's really close, they're definitely going to stick their, their upper body forward to try to hit that tape first. But you know, I notice even when they're way ahead, man, they lean forward at that tape. Bursting the tape at the finish line. That's what you and I need to have the focus that that's what we're here to do. We, we get tired. We don't see the fruits of our labor sometimes. But, but we are called to serve to the end. We can bear fruit in old age. It doesn't matter who we are, what age we are, what limitations we have. Limitations will, will make it vary as to what we will do compared to someone else. But there is always something that the child of God can do for the glory of God. And we're to do that until the day He calls us home or the day that Jesus Christ comes to the clouds to get those who know Him, who have trusted in Him as Lord and Savior. And that could be any time. So we're encouraged to be active let me say this, verse 2, we're encouraged to be abundant. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. One company owner was describing one of his employees as a shallow water minnow. He said, he's there all the time. He shows up, but he just doesn't seem to be that effective. He does just what he needs to do to keep himself from getting fired. We're to contribute as much as we can of ourselves as often as we can. One Christian looked at it this way. What if the Lord has clearly laid before me to be giving in some way, and if I pass it up, what if I don't get another chance at it? Ever been there? Has it ever seemed like that this was a divine appointment and an opportunity for us to be able to do something for others for someone else to help them and things get in the way not that that's okay but we just don't do it and then we're convicted and then we're miserable inside and then we go back and we want to do it later and it's already been done or the need's not there anymore it passed by and it missed us that's not a very good feeling. 
But the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. This is to be a continuous cycle in our lives. Our minds and our hearts on this purpose that we don't miss those opportunities, that we don't delay in those opportunities to be able to give, to be able to do for someone else. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. Don't pay too close attention to those numbers of seven or eight. That number is indefinite because our giving is to be unlimited. Kind of like how often should we forgive? Well, it's, it's an infinite number that you find there. See, 70 times 7 is not 490. It's, it's endless forgiveness. We're encouraged to be abundant. Look at verse 3 with me. We won't be here long, but it's, a, it's an important point, And it kind of overlaps with verse 4. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. My wife, I, I call her the Doppler 2000. Man, anytime I want to know the weather, she doesn't have to look it up. I just ask and she knows what the weather is, what's coming. And there's no doubt that we're not going to have a car wash for camp on a rainy day. Some things are going to be hindered, but with some people... Any obstacle that gets in the way, they talk themselves right out of doing something for any obstacle that they can face. Look, some of life's obstacles are never going to be removed. And we just have to work through things. We're talking about doing the good works of God that He's called us to do, and we're going to have to work through some difficult things to do those good works of God. We can't sit and wait on them to go away. They might go away, but guess what? Another obstacle is going to take its place. That's the way it is in life. Life is too short to delay. We need to be wise and, and we need to be slow with some things and be led of the Lord. But unnecessary delay is very damaging. We must be aggressive and do what we can today. Kind of along those same lines, we're encouraged here in verse 4, to not be apprehensive. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. When it was time to plant, you, you couldn't pay a whole lot of attention to the weather. There's a certain time to plant, and, and you need to plant. And you couldn't delay in that. What if the worker, what if the farmer 
was always looking and focused on the wind and the clouds and the slightest chance of a storm making working conditions difficult. He'd never get his work done. If we wait for everything to be right in our lives, for us to serve, we're never going to do it. Well, I tell you what, when I retire from my job, I am going to serve the Lord. How, how about while we have our job? <laughs> how about right now? Because tomorrow is not guaranteed. The situation that, that we picture when we retire with all this time to serve, it might get... Who, know, who knows what will happen to that time? It might seem about the same as when we were working. You've probably heard several people say, I'm more busier now that I'm retired than when I was working. I need to go back to work for a vacation. We're to meet the needs of others even when our own needs are not met. The obstacles, the here and now. You know, we need to, we need to get with the Lord and we, just, we, we are responsible to, to seek Him for our needs. But just because we have a need doesn't mean we can't meet the need of another. See, there's so many things that would come up that we would give ourselves excuses and, and reasons not to do for another. We're to be a comfort in the lives of those who have problems, even when we have our problems. And I tell you what, that's going to end up being a help to us in our problems. If we're, if we're doing what we can to set them aside to help someone else in their time of need. If we don't sow, we will not reap. No matter how many excuses we can come up with for not sowing. Let us be apprehensive about our duty. Let us be encouraged to not demand awareness. Let me read through verses 5 and 6 and we'll see what that's about. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike, Good. We don't know all the details of the works of God or, or what He does as a result of our works. There are many people out there who may have come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior by, by a combination of hearing the gospel and watching your life. I could, I could name two men that I, had, that I had a target on. 
as far as a focus on them. When I was going to church but lost. And I heard the gospel. And I was watching two saved lives. And the Lord saved my soul. We're not aware of of what God is going to do with our works. We shouldn't think too long or debate every little detail of our service to the Lord. Oh, am I doing the right thing? Oh, why isn't this happening yet? Oh, did I mess up back there? We'll drive ourselves crazy doing that. We just diligently need to be faithful and be giving ourselves to service in the Lord, knowing it's the will of God, knowing it's the right thing to do, knowing God is going to bless it in some way. It's better to plow forward doing what we can for the Lord than to sit back and estimate what things are going to be like tomorrow for us as we serve the Lord. We all have made some mistakes. And we've all messed up. We are not to let those things burden us today. If if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Well, I can't forgive myself. I know I'm not doing what I should, but I can't forgive myself. You're not required to. God forgives when we agree with Him. And He says it's cast as far as the east is from the west. And remembers it no more. Now, something unconfessed, something that's active, that's not wrong in our lives, it is going to hinder us. Let us give it to Him. Give it to Him and turn from it because we have a purpose. We have a purpose to be continually active, serving Him. And, but we, and we don't need an awareness of all the details of what's going on and what tomorrow brings. God's ways and God's thoughts are far above our ways and our thoughts, and that's good. I wouldn't want a God that I was on the, the mentality level of. That would scare me to have a God like that. We're not to try to figure out what God is doing with our works, with our benevolent acts, but do them. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. How about another one? Hebrews 6.10 For God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love which ye have showed toward His name and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. 
young fella got saved. And he wanted to be in church every time the doors were opened. He, well, you don't have to go down there for that. You don't have to go down there for this. But I, but I know it's good. I know it's the works of God. He was in such a situation and a schedule where the young fella could do that. And he just, he just put his head down like the running back and ran forward, doing everything he could for the Lord. We don't need awareness of the big full picture. Just our progressive performance of doing good and being benevolent in our lives. One more point. We're encouraged to be amused. Look with me in verses 7 through 10. Truly the light is sweet and a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man live many years and rejoice in them all, let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that cometh is vanity. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore, Remove sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh for childhood and youth are vanity. There are, there are ways that this, these verses look one way and look another. Of course, we're not, this life is just not about us enjoying the pleasures of our flesh, of course, and doing what we want. We have a purpose given from God. But, but let me say this. We ought to be easily amused by God. When we raise our blinds in the morning and see the daylight come through the window, we should bless God for that. That's a joy that, you know, when anytime, I know my family gets... Well, they don't get tired of it, but they're just expecting me to say it. When they see the sky in the evening and it's, it's pink and it's orange and it just casts a certain light, you know, and the clouds have these certain silver linings going on, they know what's coming. That's God's artwork. God's artwork in the sky. And it's, it's different, a different picture He paints every single day. Let us be thankful for that. The light of day is enough for us to find enjoyment in. We are not just to make sure that we give our lives to the end. And, you know, uh, you, could, you could start taking what we've already said one way as, man, I just need to bear down and white knuckle it and I need to make sure I'm also always doing what the Lord wants me to do and and. And, and we could get to the point of being uptight about it. And that's not where God wants us to be. He wants us to enjoy this life as a Christian that we've been given. The Christian ought to be the most joyful person that there is. Yes, we face difficulties. Yes, there are obstacles we need to work through. We have a purpose to continually live our lives for the Lord. Everything in the world is going to try to pull us this way and that way and distract us. And we do need to keep our focus. 
But it's an enjoyable life to be a Christian. We're to enjoy it all the way through. There's responsibility. There's burdens. They may increase in our lives. They're probably going to increase in our lives. But we're never told to hang our heads. We're never told to wilt and just lay down and and leave this world alone, leave everybody alone. I've heard, and I understand what people are saying, but I've heard people talking about, well, I just want 40 acres and I want to build me a house right in the middle of it and never leave it. How effective can we be in our purpose for Jesus Christ if we do that? We're hard to endure just like people in the world are. (laughs) Enjoyment of life is possible at any age. You know, maybe yesterday, I heard this once, maybe yesterday was better than today, but tomorrow may be worse. So let us enjoy the blessings of today. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I've I've forwarded that verse in a text to some church members and some friends before when I knew they were waking up to a day of facing something that they believed was going to be difficult to face. Nevertheless, no matter what appointment we're waking up to on any given day, we we should be able to wake up in the morning and say that. This is the day which the Lord, the Lord, the Lord's made the day. That's true. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice always. And again I say rejoice. Paul's in prison and he says rejoice always. And again I say rejoice. He's in prison for preaching Jesus. He's in, he shouldn't be in prison. But that's where he is. He says I'm a prisoner of the Lord. I'm witnessing to people I'd have never witnessed to before. Rejoice always. And again I say rejoice. We, we can overcome. We're, all, we're always in a struggle with sin while we're on this earth, but, but there's an overcoming of it that's continually happening, and we can overcome sorrow. What is, verse 10, Therefore remove sorrow from thy heart. The Lord wouldn't tell us to do that in His Word if we couldn't do it, so we can. In Him, in His strength, in His ability, He in us, us depending on Him, we can remove sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh. Giving our lives. It's a duty that we give our lives to the Lord. It's a duty that we serve Him. But what happens as we fulfill our duty, it, it becomes our desire. It's where joy in life is. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Serving, working. Living for the Lord. It's a desire. It agrees with the child of God. 
The, there are some things for us to in, endure. But the Christian life is not to be endured. It's to be enjoyed. But sometimes, well, we need something like this because we just let our attitudes slip to a place that, that they shouldn't go. Praise the Lord, we can go back. Don't throw in the towel just because your attitude got sour because it can get sweet again. May we all be refreshed by who we are in the Lord, by what we have in Him, and by what He empowers us to be able to do. Think about when you were unsaved. You couldn't do the things that you do in the Lord now. You didn't want to do them. Had no desire to do them. But look what we're able to do in Him now. It's our purpose from Him. And He gives us pleasure in it. It's a pleasure to serve the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, all this is going to agree with us. God knows how to line a life out. We try. And we say, Lord, how about this? When He's convicting us of something else and urging us to something else, we need to trust that He knows how to line out a satisfied, fulfilled, content life of joy. And that's what everybody wants. God's the one that has it. Let us be obedient to Him and follow Him. That will help us to show ourselves to be the joyful people that we're called to be. Let, let God make us joyful right now so that in this Christmas season, when, when Christians are out, they don't see Someone at their wits end, pulling their hair out because of the gifts they need to buy and the crowds they need to rush through to do this and that. You can see plenty of that. I saw some today. I went to pull in a parking spot and I was trying to be nice and wait for them to open their door and get in and they go, go with their Christmas bag, Go. And so I pulled up and I just rolled down my window. I said, I was just trying to let you get in the car first. That's, that's okay. And then they smiled. I wish I had more good examples. But maybe there's a little one. Let us all have a, a lot of them. We have every reason to rejoice. Amen. Amen. We'll be back on Christmas Eve. And I hope that you all have a great time, whatever you do from now till then. Some of you will be working. Some of you will already be gathering with family. And whatever you do, know that God's given us a, a joyful life, a time to be joyful about 
the birth of his son and that miracle. Amen. It, it is so good to have Brother Mike Smith with us. And I'm going to ask him if he'll close our Bible study in a word of prayer tonight. God bless you all.